You're listening to Comedy Central. December 4th, 2018. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. who's going to perform for us, Anderson Pack is here. But before we begin, you've probably noticed that this is a little different. Well, we've, what happened was, over the weekend, I lost my voice, and my doctor told me not to speak at all, or I might get surgery. So I cannot say a word. Luckily, I have Michael Costa to be my voice for today. His voice might not be as soothing as mine, and he doesn't pronounce the word controversy right, but... He'll say everything just the way I was going to say it, including the N-word. <laughs> just joking, he'll be fired before the word leaves his lips. Now, the reason I lost my voice was, over the weekend, I was back home in South Africa, celebrating my personal hero, Nelson Mandela, at the Global Citizens Festival. And as you saw in last night's show, I was able to catch up with my grandmother, and we talked about our shared memories of growing up as black people under apartheid. It was an experience that meant a lot to me, and... To all my South Africans back home, I just want to say, Giabunga! <laughs> That's definitely how you say it. Anyway, we're still going to do the show just like we normally do. So let's catch up on today's headlines. Nice. <laughs> you know, if you want to be rich and successful, you have to work hard. Like this guy, who's been grinding his whole life all seven years. This mini-mogul is the highest-paid YouTube star of 2018. Forbes magazine estimates that seven-year-old Ryan earned $22 million from his toy review channel. Well, now Ryan, he's branching out. He's a businessman. Content from his channel will be repackaged and distributed on Hulu and Amazon. He's also launched his own toy and clothing collection. A seven-year-old millionaire. That's not good for anybody, especially him. You know, his parents can't even punish him like a normal kid anymore. They'll be like, you're in big trouble, young man. Go to your house. And his teacher will be like, where's your math homework? And he's like, here's some math for you. 100, 200, 300. <laughs> Meanwhile, in some bad news, the Internet no longer has an infinite number of porn sites. It has infinity minus one. The media posting app Tumblr will permanently ban all adult content from its platform on December 17th. All nudity is banned except for nude classical statues, breastfeeding, and nude political protests. That's right, Tumblr is banning nudity. Although I do like that they make an exception for nude protests. I bet porn is about to become really political just so they can <laughs> stay online. After every money shot, the actress will turn to the camera and be like... <sighs> Register to vote. <laughs> Moving overseas, the president of Nigeria is having an identity crisis. The president of Nigeria is denying rumors that he's been cloned. Mohamedou mm -hmm. Bahari addressed the speculation in a tweet over the weekend, saying, quote, the ignorant rumors are not surprising. When I was away on medical vacation last year, a lot of people hoped I was dead. In 2017, Buhari spent months in London for treatment. During that time, people online claimed he had died and been replaced with a clone. Even Nigeria's real news sounds like a Nigerian scam emails. 
I'm supposed to do a Nigerian accent here. So, uh, uh, dear sir, uh, I am a real president who is <laughs> trapped in my country because they all think I am a clone. Please send me $10,000. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. I mean, I'm sorry. It says that. Now, we're supposed to believe he's not a clone, but I don't know. Because you know, if the CIA did have that technology, they're gonna test it on an African first. You don't just try that out on rich white people. The CIA chief is gonna be like, this might not work the first time, so find me someone who doesn't matter. The president of Nigeria? Uh, yes, that's perfect. <laughs> and finally, once again, we need to talk about racism in America. Sorry, uh, <clears throat> uh hello? Oh no, when? Right now, uh, right now. Um, I'm on my way, Trevor. I'm so sorry, I can't talk about racism in America right now. I got this really important, real thing I gotta do. Is it cool if just Roy does this part? <laughs> Roy Wood Jr., everybody, come on, get out of here, Roy. Thanks, Trevor. Hello, everybody. I'm the Trevor Noah now. <laughs> I'm Trevor Noah. I, I, I'm not mocking you. I've just noticed that this accent calms people when discussing race. <laughs> or would you rather me talk about race like this in this voice? Oh, split the difference. Okay, all right, cool. Well, anyway, here's a story involving a Christmas tree, police, and some pretty shitty stereotypes. Two Minneapolis police officers are on paid leave after allegedly using racist items as ornaments on their precinct's Christmas tree. Public outrage began with viral photos showing a Christmas tree decorated with malt liquor cans, menthol cigarette boxes, and Popeye's Louisiana chicken cups. It's all fun and games now, but when Santa comes down the chimney and finds out that Popeye's cup is empty, he's canceling Christmas for everybody. <laughs> oh, oh, hold up. Up. Where's my chicken? <laughs> like, I don't know if Santa is coming down your chimney, but best believe my Uncle Derek will smoke the hell out them Newports. <laughs> to be honest, part of me is actually proud of these cops because they clearly took the time to use updated, accurate stereotypes. At least they're getting to know us. I wish all races studied before spewing hate. Hey, say, boy, why don't you get out of here, boy, and go watch your favorite show, season five of Empire, <laughs> specifically the episode where Lucius is losing control of the record label and Cookie called the cops on her nephew. I know what these people like. I know <laughs> This is fun. Let's go to our main story. <laughs> As we know by now, the midterm elections were a big win for the Democrats, but Republicans didn't make it easy for them. They gerrymandered districts, they created new voting restrictions, they even printed ballots on nude photos of Mitch McConnell. <laughs> and if the choice is vote or die, in that case, I choose die. <laughs> but even after Republicans were removed from power, they were saying, all right, fine, we'll leave, but we're taking the power with us. Outrage in Wisconsin and Michigan as lame duck Republicans attempt to strip power from elected officials 
before Democrats actually take control. Protesters ascended on the Wisconsin state capitol today decrying what they are calling a last-minute lame-duck power grab by the state's Republican legislature. The Republican majorities in the state legislatures have moved quickly in the last days of unified governance to pass a slew of measures that would limit the authority of both the governor and the attorney general right before Democrats take those offices. This piece of legislation is a mess. It's a hot mess. A, a, a hot mess? Who still says that? Does Wisconsin get their slang on a five-year delay? Well, it's a hot mess for shizzle. This legislation is officially off fleek. Now, hot mess doesn't even capture how blatantly corrupt this power grab is. Democrats in Wisconsin and Michigan have got... Democrats in Wisconsin and Michigan got hired to be governors. And now Republicans are making those positions less powerful before they take office. This, this, this would be like Marvel changing Spider-Man's superpowers now that he's black. It's like, oh, okay, okay, Miles. So you can't shoot webs and you, you, you can't climb walls, but you do get a monthly bus pass. <laughs> Welcome to the Avengers. And the powers being taken away are not small things. Like, you know, which kind of duck gets to be on the back of the state quarter? Which, I mean, obviously it would be the northern pintail. The mallet is such an obviously just stereotypical... We'll talk about it later. That's cool. That's cool. Right now, Republicans are basically trying to stop Democratic governors from carrying out promises that they campaigned on and that voters voted for, like campaign finance reform and protecting Medicaid. So this is voter suppression after the election. And it's despicable. But at the same time... I get where the Republicans are coming from. You don't want somebody to be happy now that you're out of the picture. If my girlfriend dumped me and started dating a new guy, I'd do the exact same thing. Like, all right, that's cool. You got a new dude. That's cool. That's cool. But y'all can't go to P.F. Chains. That's my spot. <laughs> Better not have no spring rolls with no new dude. <laughs> the ballsiest part about all of this is that Republicans don't even care enough to come up with a good excuse. Senate Majority Leader Scott Fitzgerald commenting that they are preparing for a divide in the Capitol. I'm concerned. I think that um, Governor-elect Evers yeah. is going to bring a liberal agenda to Wisconsin. God damn! <laughs> that was just the truth right there. He didn't even try to sugarcoat it. He's just like... The people of Wisconsin want this liberal stuff, and I don't, so f*** them. <laughs> I hope this guy's that honest about everything. You know, don't, don't worry, kids. We sent your dog to a farm upstate to have him murdered because he was old and gross. <laughs> and while all of this is happening up in Michigan and Wisconsin, another voting scandal is unfolding in North Carolina. Turns out, last month's race for the 9th Congressional District might have been outright stolen. One razor-thin North Carolina House race is still not settled amid irregularities and allegations of fraud. The bipartisan state election board decided not to certify the race between Republican Mark Harris and Democrat Dan McCready. The two are currently separated by just 905 votes. Democrats turned over several sworn affidavits yesterday that raised questions about voting in Bladen County, sharing stories of voters who said a person inappropriately stopped by their homes and collected their absentee ballots. One woman swearing the lady said she would finish her incomplete absentee ballot on her behalf. So apparently, a Republican campaign worker was going around 
taking people's absentee ballots, saying, oh, no, no, don't worry, don't worry, I'll finish it for you. Which should have been the first red flag. Nobody likes voting. So why would anyone want to do extra voting? If someone came by and said that they're going to do your jury duty for you, something's up. Hey, 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 how you doing? I was just in the neighborhood, and uh, I was just wondering if you had any kidney stones I could pass. So, between Michigan, Wisconsin, and North Carolina, Republicans are doing everything they can to distort the will of the people. And what makes it so ironic is that for years, Republicans have been searching high and low for evidence of voter fraud. But it turns out, it was inside them all along. (laughs) I'm Trevor Noah. We'll be right back. My guest tonight is a Grammy Award-nominated musician whose new album is called Oxnard. Please welcome Anderson Pack. Yes, Lord. Thank you for being here. <laughs> he loves you. I love you too. I man. love you. I love you. That's I love sick. you too. It's not just him. We both do. You're good at that. <laughs> Welcome. This one. Thanks for having me. Okay. This one. Got it. Look, I, th- I think a lot of people don't know that Anderson Pack's full name is actually Anderson Political Action Committee. I think it was really smart to shorten it. Absolutely. Dre, Dr. Dre gave me that advice for that one. Uh, how do you feel when people pronounce it Anderson Pock, like Tupac? Do you correct them or are you kind of like, well? I'm, f- I'm flattered, you know. I feel like there's only one Tupac, you know. That was the whole point of making it pack. I want to switch it up. Maybe people thought it would be like a wolf pack or a group of people. <laughs> it works. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, are you sure this is? No, I should say that. Okay. Um, <laughs> we're both mixed race children <laughs> with global families. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it really affects how I, I create comedy. Does it influence uh, your music? Um. <laughs> does it influence your music? I mean, I grew up in a black household. Like, my mom wasn't telling us, like, you're mixed race, so do things this way because you're mixed. Like, I was just, you know, getting whipped with racing car tracks and just getting regular stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah me too. Me too. Me yeah. too. Me too. But yeah, sometimes... Whip with... Yeah. With, with what? Racing car tracks. Racing car tracks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, me too. Totally. Yeah. 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 I, I, I totally feel ya. The new album is called Oxnard. Your previous albums were Venice and and Malibu. Are you worried that the more albums you do, the more obscure parts of L.A. you're going to have to explore? (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is my 12th album. It's called Downtown, just south of Skid Row. Mm -hmm. I'm up for it. I like adventure, you know? (laughs) Doc Weiler, South Beach, you know? Yeah. If there's one thing I learned in South Africa, it's, it's adventure. Oxnard? The hometown. There's not much there, you know? I'm pretty much the biggest thing now they got going. 
It's actually the next city, you know? It's just, we were, we were in Venice, we went to Malibu, we skipped Zuma Beach, and then we, <laughs> we got to Oxnard, and it just so happens to be my hometown, and I grew up just, like, wanting to get out of the town and get to L.A., but now I'm really appreciative of it, you know? It was, like, really small, and I got to really focus on my craft, and now we're coming back with all these, like, great stories and adventures and famous people that we know now, so we can, you know, take them to the city. Is, is this album a return home for you? Uh, yeah, in a way, yeah. Um, I don't get back as much as I like to, so it's like kind of like coming home, bringing the things that I learned from back all over the world from where Malibu took us, you know. Malibu took us like on tour for like two years, so now we get to come home, show, show my hometown what we learned, you know. Uh, so this is, this is your first album, uh, sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> This is your first album on Dr. Dre's label. Yeah. If you don't see eye to eye with Dr. Dre, who wins? Because on the one hand, it's your album. On the other hand, he is a doctor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gotta take that seriously. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't listen to his doctor and this is what happened. Right, right, right. It's always wise to take the doctor's advice, you know? Um, but I think it just really depends on how much he's had to drink. And, uh, usually he sees it my way, uh, once he, you know, sleeps on it. He might not be seeing it the same way in the beginning, but, you know, next day he'll be like, Yo, call AP, you know? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Be sure to stay for a special performance after the break. No, wait. One more question. One, one more question. Yeah. Trevor has a question. Okay. <laughs> one of the privileges of success is being able to give back. You started the Brandon, uh, sorry. One of the privileges of success is being able to give back. You started the Brandon Anderson Foundation, which works to support the underprivileged through music and education. Uh, this foundation has something called the Pack House. Yeah. What happens in the Pack House? And, and what do you hope to achieve through that? <laughs> man. <laughs> Great questions, man. Um, Pack House? I wrote them all myself. Yes, yes, yes. You know, Pack House, I eventually want to have a place where, you know, the people that feel like they're getting left out, the people that are sometimes overlooked, they get to be exposed to the arts and music and, you know, uh, even different ways to uh, help eat better, um, shoot sports. I mean, anything. They need babysitters. They need someone to help teach them how to play chess. You know, that's, that's all I, I really want. Because, like, when I was young, like, I, I was exposed early to music. And if I wasn't exposed early to music, I probably would have been up to no good. I probably would have no voice. Or... Yeah, that'd Just... be terrible. That'd be terrible. <laughs> The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more.
This has been a Comedy Central podcast.